Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Good evening, saints, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church, Kenton, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the Word. Where sound shop was brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. How God is worthy tonight, worthy of all the glory, the honor, and the praise. We've come to lift him up. God is just worthy. Yes, God is worthy. My God is worthy. Jesus is worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the saints, Jesus is worthy. Jesus is worthy. Ain't nobody bless you like Jesus. No, no, not one. Ain't nobody heal you like Jesus. No, no, not one. We worship you, Master. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Jesus, 
how good he is, how good he has been, and how good he's going to be. God is just worthy tonight. We thank him. We praise him. We appreciate him. We give him the glory, the honor, and the praise. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Look at Yourself. Listen to Yourself. Look at yourself and listen to yourself. For some of you all out there that think we praise God too much here at the Christian Center, let me let you know on let me let you to know something. You cannot praise God too much. You can praise him too little, which is what many of us do. But you can't praise God too much. How are you gonna thank God for too much for so many great things that he has done to us and through us and for us? See, uh, a lot of doors would come open for some of you all out there under the sound of my voice if you would give God the fruit of your lips to sacrifice praise. There's some of you all under the sound of my voice. Things are being held back. Good things are being held back because you won't praise God like you're supposed to. God says so. No, no, no. I don't want my blessings held back because I won't open my mouth. I don't want my blessings held back because I won't present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. I don't want my blessings held back because of stubbornness, but because of not giving God what he deserves. Wait a minute. Let me see. Let me get two things straight. I'm going to get my blessings held back, one, and number two, for not giving God what he deserves. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the honor. He deserves all the praise. And then some. Look at yourself. Listen to yourself. Look at capital A, lifestyle and doctrine. 
First Timothy 4 and 16, uh, Titus 1 and 9, capital B, great cloud of witnesses. Great cloud of witnesses. We looked there earlier today at Hebrews 12 and 1, and we want to look briefly at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. This is an admonition and instruction to every one of us. Paul writes to young Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses for contextual sake, the scripture before and after. But you, man of God, flee from all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the sight of God who gives life to everything and to Christ Jesus, who while testifying before Pontius Pilate made the good confession, I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, capital B, a great cloud of witnesses. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, again, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. We exalt you. You are good, Father. You are worthy. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, may the name of the Lord be praised. We appreciate you for who you are, what you do, what you have done, and what you're going to do, Father, as we trust that as good as you have been, you have got better things in store for us. That as awesome as you have been, you have more awesome things planned for us. We thank you tonight, Father. We just reverence you. and We don't want to go to sleep tonight without giving you the praise and the glory and the honor that you deserve. We don't want to wake up and start our day without giving you the praise, the glory, and the honor that you deserve. You are worthy, Father. You are worthy. Father, we ask that as we search your scripture tonight, you will bless us once again with your revelation, insight, knowledge. Speak to us, Father. We couldn't do this on our own. We don't know what to say if you don't give us something to say. We don't know what to look at if you don't show us. We don't know what to do if you don't tell us. Father, we trust that as you do these things, you, you will, by your spirit and by your might and by your power, lead us into our inheritance. This is our prayer. We pray for all the people under the sound of my voice, all of the, all of the souls that are hearing my voice tonight. May you bless them with a word from on high. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray amen and amen. First Timothy chapter 6 opens up very, very powerfully dealing with a yoke of slavery. And it's very interesting that Timothy or Paul would open up talking about a yoke of slavery and then go right into the love of money. You say, Apostle, why is that? And what God is dealing with me on right now is that you need to understand that if you love money, you are already under a yoke of slavery. He deals, he deals, a verse. He says, all those who are under the yoke of slavery should, should consider their masters worthy of full respect so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. And he goes on, talks about slaves and masters and different things, but then jumps right into the love of money. Why? Because the love of money is one of the most dangerous and deadly and difficult yokes to remove from a person's neck, the yoke of the love of money. The yoke of the love of money 
is of such a magnitude that Paul went on to prophesy that in the last days, men and women will be lovers of pleasure, lovers of money, lovers of themselves. There's that love of money again. You go back and trace most wars. You go back and trace a whole lot of fights. You go back and trace a whole lot of disagreements and church splits and even company split. It come down to money. You go back to why NBA players a lot of times got to have a lawyer to represent them before when they go before the NBA. Money, money, money. And the Bible says that whoever loves money never has enough. See, that's why some of you out there on the sound of my voice, you're making big money, but you still feel like you ain't making enough, and you're still scratching and clawing trying to get some more because you love money. You never have enough. That's part of the punishment, God says, Robert, for individuals that love money. I'll fix it up so they'll, they'll, they'll never have enough. They'd be messing around, make a billion dollars, and still be hollering, I ain't got enough. I ain't got enough. But if you love God, the Bible says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be, come on, somebody, feel. Love God, you can be satisfied. When you love God, you can be satisfied with little money. You can be satisfied with a lot of money. You can be satisfied when it's coming. You can be satisfied when it don't come. You can be satisfied when you got it. You can be satisfied when you don't. When you love God. Because what you understand is that when I have God, I already have more than enough. When you love money, well, if it comes, then, you know, God is going to fix it up. You still ain't got enough. And then when you don't get it, you're still going to be crying you ain't got enough. You just, God going to fix you up in a perpetual state of, of discontentment. People that love money, they are perpetually discontented. Paul said, I've learned the secret, come on, somebody, of being what? Content. Let's get ready to close this message tonight, children. God, we're not going to be here long. So the yoke, so understand that one of the greatest yokes of slavery or one of the greatest yokes of bondage is uh, 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 loving money, loving money. And then with all of this being said, and you know, about loving money and the dangers and the pitfalls and different things of loving money, the Apostle Paul comes down with an admonition for young Timothy, the same admonition that I'm giving to each one of you under the sound of my voice. Paul said, look, I know characters love money, and here's some of their problems, and here's what they fall into, and here's the trouble they run into, and here's what the end is. Well, Paul said, look, all of that, all of that. But Paul said, look, I ain't talking about that now. I'm talking to you. But you, man of God, you are done the sound of my voice. You a man of God or a woman of God, this go for you. Me preaching this, it go for me. If, see, this is a unique word. This is for men of God. See, all them jokers that love money, Paul was just talking about, Paul said, they ain't men of God. You ought to understand my voice. You love money. You claim you ain't no man of God. You ain't no woman of God. But you can't serve two masters. You either love one, hate the other, clinging to one, despising the other. You can't serve God and money. So if you love money, you ain't, no, you ain't no man of God. Paul said, I ain't talking to you about this right here. But you man of God, this is for people who love God, who love, who love his people. Not a, a, a filthy lucre, but you, man of God, flee from all of this, all of this from First uh, Timothy chapter six, verses three, all the way down to First Timothy chapter six, verse ten. Flee all of this. Flee, run from it, and pursue righteousness. God said, "Look, I don't mind you running after stuff, but you got to run after the right thing. You got to run after the right stuff." Put that down in your notes. Run after the right. Just run after the right stuff. Run after the right stuff. Everybody that has ever gotten in trouble with God, they've gotten in trouble with God because they run after the wrong stuff. Oh, David ran after Bathsheba, got himself in trouble. 
Adam ran after the fruit in the God, after the, the the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, got himself in trouble. Achan ran after a piece of gold and a nice robe that he saw. Everybody that has run after the wrong stuff. Samson ran after Delilah. All the list goes on. List goes on. Ananias and Sapphira, they, they ran after trying to fool the Holy Ghost. Every time we run after the wrong stuff, we can get in trouble. So God wants to curb our appetites so that we're running after the wrong stuff. Flee, because see, anytime God said, Robert, tell him, stop right there. Hold on, hold on. I got something I want to show you before you can move on. Anytime you're running from something, you are automatically running to something. If the boogeyman came here, most of us, what we'd be trying to run from is, in fact, the boogeyman. Now, what we're trying to run to might be a neighbor's house, might be to safety. We're trying to get to, when you're trying to get away from something, it's because you're trying to get to something. When you're trying to get away from danger, it's because you're trying to get to safety. When you're trying to get away from false friends, it's because you're trying to get to true friends. Some of you all that have run out of churches where you have known nonsense and craziness has been pre you're trying to get to some sound doctrine. Anytime you run from something, there's been some things I've run from, some things I say, ah, oh, nah, that ain't, that ain't what it's supposed to because I wanted to run to something. You cannot run away from something and, and not run to something. You think about cats in the NBA. They're not happy on their team. Well, they ain't trying to leave the NBA. You know, that's good money. They love playing basketball, but they're trying to leave that team. So flee, we got to so you say, boss, what you're driving at? We got to get in the habit of fleeing the wrong stuff so we can pursue the right stuff. We're almost done tonight, children of God. Flee from all this, pursue all that. Well, what is that? Righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. If you think Christianity is not a fight, the devil has deceived you real, real good. That's like somebody haul off and haul off and slap you in your face and punch you in your stomach and kick you in your chin and they tell you, oh, we ain't fighting. This ain't no fight. Well, what is it then? What all this, what you doing to me? If it ain't a fight, it's getting ready to turn into one with this right here, what you keep. <laughs> with this right here, you keep right on doing it. Fight. So, uh, uh, oh, see, now, and, and, and see, here's the thing. You know, if they doing all that to you and you ain't doing nothing, then it ain't a fight. That's right. That's true. It's not a fight. It's not a fight. Well, Paul is not taking us, take the good hind whooping of hind whoopings. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Now, what we understand is that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are what? Mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. So God said, look, I got some supernatural weaponry for you to fight this good fight of faith. You can't fight the good fight of faith because you went and got your daddy shotgun. You can't fight the good fight of faith because you went and got grandma's switchblade. She used to keep under the, that, that ain't fighting the good fight of faith. That's called fighting the, the bad fight of flesh. Fight the good fight of faith. So in any fight, you need to know your weaponry, and you need to be prepared to use your. In a natural fight, there's weaponry. I don't care if you don't have a gun, you don't have a knife. I got weapons on this physical body if I'm in a physical fight. I got weapons. These African suit bones is one. I know points on you that will hurt you real, real good. 
I know points on you that will kill you. I take about a good about, about a good second to kill a joker. Take about a good second if you can get him just right. You take him right on with me. Now, God don't want God don't want us to be you know to be doing that stuff. But you know, you look it up on the internet. On the internet is all kind of stuff. We can kill a joker in about about a, about a second. Now you know we know God don't want us to be. be but it, nevertheless. So in a fight, whether it's natural or whether it's spiritual, you need to know some knockout punches in the natural and it's some knockout punches in the spiritual. There's some knockout punches. The name of Jesus is a kill shot. In the natural, there's kill shots. You let me grab your throat and pull your trachea out real, real fast and real, real hard. You're going away from here. won't take long. Just grab you right around your neck and just grab right in here and rip your trachea, which is your windpipe. We're going to shut you down. You're going to keep right on talking that nonsense to me. Shut you down. Now I might have to spend some time behind bar. Maybe meet up with OJ and get an autograph or something. But uh, you can go away from here. Well, it, the name of Jesus is a kill shot. Hitting somebody in the temple in the natural, that's a kill shot. You can kill a joker like that. Snapping a joker's neck real, real good to the side, you can kill a joker like that. Well, there's some kill shots in the spiritual children of God. The name of Jesus. I command you in the name of Jesus. That's a kill shot. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. That's a kill shot. In the natural and the spiritual. Whatever's going on in the natural, it got its counterpart in the spiritual. Fight the good fight of faith. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really for doing a whole, whole lot of just fighting in, in the natural anyway. I, I like kill shots in the natural. That's why I be trying not trying to stay out of fights because I know I like kill shots. I ain't gonna be dealing with you and all this all rolling all around in the street and all this kind of thing. Uh-uh. I'm gonna try to take you right on with me. Grab a joke around the neck. You shut him down. It won't take long. Get him hard enough and strong enough. Don't let him get you loose. It won't take long. So, I, so I'm going to try to stay away from fights because I know I like kill shots. Well, I know I like kill shots in the spiritual too. I like kill shots in the game of basketball. Game on the line. Get him. Get him. And put these, send these jokers on back to wherever they come from. Kill shots. And athletes, they call it, captains like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, they call it the killer. These are cats that want to put you away. We ought to want to put spiritual wickedness and spirit. We, want to, we ought to want to put them away. We, you ought to want to put Satan away. You ought to want to put demons away. Talk about kill shots. The name of Jesus is a kill shot. It's a spiritual warfare kill shot. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life. Eternal life ain't, ain't something that's just, you know, you've you got to take Bible talks about how from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing and forceful men take over. You think you're going to just lolly, lolly, lolly into heaven? Wrong answer. Forceful. Forceful. Because you are, and God has fixed it up that way, and God just watching. You're going to be forceful or you're going to get pushed around. You're going to be forceful or you're going to get slapped around. Oh, man, a lot of times what to what stop a bully is, 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 is let him see some force. Only reason why a bully will pick on you is because he's perceived you ain't operating in force. That's why he's picking on you. 
There's certain characters that a bully won't bully either. There's certain characters that a bully won't bother. Them that he perceives as having force. Bully ain't doing that to the police. But he has perceived in you, you not operating in force. So I'm going to do this to you. Operate in force. Operate in power. From the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. Force. It takes force to lift weights. That's why a lot of you don't like it. It takes force. You can't just, you can't, you can't just uh, talk real angry at weights and they respond. It takes force. It takes force to run. It takes force to preach. It takes force to work. Most good things in life, it takes force to get a woman pregnant. You understand what's happening to you, young man out there, when you have an ejaculation? What's happening is power muscles are powerfully pushing sperm out, power forceful, forcing sperm out of your body. Take force, man. I'm just, I'm just dripping out. Just, I'm just dripping. I'm just dripping. Force! This is a fight. This is a fight. You are fighting for your eternity. It's deeper than fighting for your life. You mess around, I take you out there and throw you in a swimming pool. You can't swim. You'll start fighting for your life. Oh, you'll see a joker. You'll see a joker do some things then, especially if you can't swim. He'll start fighting for You'll fight for your life. This is even deeper than fighting for your life. You are fighting for your eternity. Fight. It's a command. You don't do it, it's called sin. You don't fight the good fight of faith, then you, what you're doing is sinning right there. Fight. Good fight of faith. Take. Look at these. Look at these. Look at how powerful these uh, adjectives are. Fight. Take. Or action words, verbs. To which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Even your confession. Even your confession in the presence of many witnesses. God ain't for you just doing it somewhere in a corner somewhere by yourself. I, I, I'm a Christian. I'm in the presence of witnesses. I a lot of action words. Action words. Flee. Pursue. Fight. Take. You know, uh, you know. I, I, one of the things I always kind of put a smile on my face when I go to, uh, especially Nigeria. A lot of our Nigerian brothers and sisters they use action words for every little thing. One word, action words. They got something they want to give to you. They won't. They won't be like here. Take that right. They're just like take. They just hold it out. Take. You know, maybe you're sitting down, you got to get in a bus, and there's only supposed to be four people in a seat, and you only got a little bit of space, and you get in, three people might be sitting there, and they're, they're, the one that's getting in doesn't have much space. He'll tell all the other three, adjust. One word, action word. Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of, you know, 
please, and will you? One word. Take. Adjust. You up keeping a lot of noise in the night? Sleep. <laughs> One word. Action word. Got a lot of action words in this in this portion of scripture. Stuff that God want us to do, and He want us playing around. Mess around, let your house be on fire, you know. You up in there sleep, and everything about to come crashing down. Somebody come in, want to get you out of there. They ain't got a time to do no whole lot of coaxing of you and a whole lot of priming you up, you know. Joker might just come in, slap you across the face, run. Most times when it's some serious, serious something coming down the pipe, a lot of times people just use use one word. You mess around riding real crazy and looking looking somewhere and somebody's sitting beside and you get ready to run into something. What are they going to holler? Stop! You got time for no, can you take your foot off the accelerator and uh, focus your eyes? Back? Stop! Mess around, Joker drowning out of the swimming pool. He mess around and slap his, fight his way back up to the surface. He ain't fight his way, get his head above water and be saying, is it possible for someone to come and give me some assessment time in it? So he can get his head up out of water and holler, help! And go right back down. Action. Action. Look at yourself. Listen to yourself. Are you an action person or are you just a spectator? God has called us to be action people. God has called us to be action people. Part of the reason why I got so much obesity in this country. Jokes can't hardly move. Jokes 50 years old and had two or three heart attacks. Jokes messed around, 47, messed around and had a stroke. Jokes messed around. Lack of action. Lack of action. Just kind of locked down somewhere. Get up. Do some push-ups, some sit-ups, move, walk around. Get up. God did not create us to just plop. God created us to work real, real hard and then fall out and go to sleep and get up and work real, real hard again then fall out and go to sleep again. The sleep of a laborer is sweet. Decide to say you don't need about six hours worth of sleep anyway. They say six hours. God made us to work. He built us to work. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labor. You got to understand being lazy, what you're doing is you sowing seeds to end up somewhere where folk got to tell you what to do all the time instead of you being in a position where you can tell folk what to do. Because you're lazy. Laziness ends at diligent hands will rule. When you are diligent, man, people can set people can turn you loose on something. Ain't nobody even got to be watching over you because you're diligent. You you gonna just work. You just gonna when you but when you're lazy, hey, somebody got to always be telling you do this, do that, go get that, get that because you're lazy. You saw it and didn't do nothing about it. That's called lazy. So you saw it, didn't do nothing about it. So now you walk past it and then somebody had to call you. Go on back and click, get that stuff there because you're lazy. Laziness ends in slave labor. That's why somebody got to keep telling you something. Over and over, because you're lazy. 
Diligent hands. Diligent hands. Ain't nobody going to say nothing about washing no dishes when diligent hands don't clean them in there and don't wash them. Diligent hands ain't going to say nothing about uh, uh, sweeping no floor because, well, you know, when, when diligent hands going to go on and sweep it. So ain't nobody got nothing to say about that. But when you're lazy, constantly, somebody got to keep coming, keep telling you something, telling you, telling you, telling you. Diligent hands will rule. Diligent hands will rule. But laziness in Proverbs, but laziness ends in slave labor. What slave labor? Somebody that crack the whip, get you to move. Crack the whip, get you to do. Crack the whip, crack the whip. You be hollering, I'm tired of you cracking the whip all the time, and I'm tired of you being lazy. So we both tired. Good. Why are you always cracking the whip? Why are you always cracking the whip? Why are you always lazy? Diligent. Got to put two things on the table and let us choose now. Diligent or lazy? You take the pick. God tell you what diligent hands will get for you. And God tell you what lazy hands will get for you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you tonight for speaking to us. Uh, we give you praise, glory, and honor for your word, which is sharpening into two-edged sword. But we know that you love us too much, Father, to leave us where we are. The question is, do we love you enough to change? I believe we do, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we're going to get there. We're going to become what you have destined us to become. We're going to do what you have destined us to do, that we may have and be what you have destined for us to have and be. These blessings we ask, we thank God for in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, amen and amen. Question number one, why do you suppose Paul put right after the yoke of slavery and started talking about the love of money? Why do you suppose right after Paul talked about the yoke of slavery, he started talking about the love of money? Question two. Okay. In any fight, in any fight, natural or spiritual, what do you need to know? Good question. Question three. How does God want our confessions to be made? Our confessions. How does God want our confessions to be made? Since you can reach us through email at the Church at gmail.com, check out our website, www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's Precast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of, our, of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.